production wraps. The Supergirls meet the president. And we talk Supergirl power. This is Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to CBS's upcoming Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. I'm Teresa Giacino. And I'm Rebecca Johnson. In this episode, we're going to discuss Jeff Loeb's trade paperback, Supergirl Power. But first up, we have the news. On March 29th, Glenn Winter, director of CBS's Supergirl pilot, tweeted, quote, Supergirl pilot is wrapped. 5.30 a.m. Sunday morning. So tired and happy, end quote. <laughs> I thought that was really funny that he, he talked about how tired he was, but how happy he was. So I can imagine that was a, a, a mixture of emotions for him because I'm sure he had a lot of work to do. I can't even imagine what directing a Supergirl pilot involves just with all the special effects and everything that goes into that it it must have been exhausting (laughs) it's true and there's a lot of pressure too being the the uh director on a pilot like you're you're essentially creating the show with the executive producers and everything so it's i'm sure just ridiculously crazy and busy and uh, i can't wait to see the product though so thank you glenn for your hard work and for everybody's hard work that's a great um, that's a great point. He's sort of setting the standard for how the next episodes and every episode after that will uh, look like, will uh, be formulated, that kind of stuff. And he, uh, Glenn Winter, is a really important guy in, in that cast of characters. So uh, I he, he did put in a lot of work, and so I'm very very grateful that he, especially Glenn Winter, uh, is a great director. So I'm actually very happy that he was involved in that. Um, Now, on March 24th, uh, U.S. President Barack Obama met with a group of six-year-old Girl Scouts known as the Supergirls at the White House Science Fair. It was so super cute. Um, (laughs) I saw this picture and it was adorable. Uh, The White House Science Fair features projects from innovative students across the country. And this year it focused on girls and women who are, quote, doing extraordinary things in science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, So the Supergirls from Tulsa, Oklahoma, attended the fair because they, quote, designed a page-turning Lego robot intended to help readers with mobility issues. Um, I mean, these girls are incredible, and that's an amazing kind of thing to think about and invent when you're that age. I mean, uh, to want to provide that kind of service for people. It's amazing. That's what I was going to say. They're six years old and they're, they're already thinking about other people and they already have developed this compassion and this altruistic view of the world to want to help folks. So I think that's awesome. 
Definitely. Um, and if you've seen the picture online, uh, you'll see that the Supergirls wore red capes to the White House, uh, and they demonstrated what the robot could do and even gave the president a group hug. <laughs> That's really cute. If you see the video, uh, the president's like, can I, have a, can I have a hug? And they like all swarm around him in this huge group <laughs> hug. It's so cute. So, so adorable. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I think, uh, I mean, Supergirl news was pretty light because uh, they did just wrap the pilot. Um, but I'm sure we'll be hearing more about the show uh, as we get closer to that, uh, that pilot being aired. Yeah, we're in the period of uh, what I've seen other posters on the internet when, when you're in this like uh, hole of news where there's nothing coming in. People say they're thirsty for news. So I think we're, we're about to start getting thirsty for a trailer, for stills, anything like that. So hopefully we'll get something here maybe within the, like the next month and a half, hopefully. It's true. And in the meantime, however, um, to keep from getting bored in that hole of news, uh, you guys should be listening to us and, uh, you know, maybe catching up on some Supergirl that you haven't uh, seen or read before. That's why we're here and that's why we're doing this uh, to get you prepared for that show when it finally airs. And it's actually great even uh, for I, I, I don't I don't want to speak for you, Teresa, but it's great for me even to discuss this stuff because there's a lot of stuff that I haven't read. So this is a, a great opportunity to to learn about the different incarnations of Supergirl and, and different uh, storytellers who have uh, participated in writing for her. So this is, this is very fun. So even, even though this is a, kind of a lull time of news, this stuff is really fun. So um, let's get to this week's topic. It's a trade paperback written by Jeff Loeb called Supergirl Power. And the description from DCComics.com says, Superstar writer Jeff Loeb of Superman and Batman and the Red Hot art team of Ian Churchill and Norm Rapman join forces to deliver the adventures of Superman's cousin from Krypton the one and only Kara Zor-El. Spinning out of the mega-popular hit Superman, Batman, Supergirl, this volume collecting Supergirl number 0 through 5 tells the story of Supergirl's whirlwind tour of the DCU. Along the way, she encounters the JSA, the Teen Titans, the Outsiders, and the JLA. But will she be an ally or an enemy to the world's heroes? (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! I I think this is a really good story because it, it does sort of come on the hill the heels of that superman batman story that we've talked about and seen the movie adaptation of and it does a great job of picking up where that left off and trying to delve into getting kara to kind of figure out where she belongs she knows she wants to be supergirl she knows she wants to be a hero and kind of follow in superman's footsteps but she's kind of figuring her stuff out in this story and i i really like that and yeah, I do like that they refer back to that uh, Superman-Batman uh, story within the the text of this. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so it's very clear where this falls in the continuity and what's in her head and, and kind of where she's coming from uh, as we proceed with, you know, her in her own book. Right. You know, as always, we kind of, you know, love delving into the character of Kara Zor-El, what makes her tick, and the different incarnations of her. Now, what did you think of Kara in this uh, first trade of her own uh, return to the DCU, and um, especially in comparison to where we last left her in uh, Superman, Batman? Well, I think it's cool that... And and you see throughout the story that she's sort of being tested on 
both the good side and the evil side. You know, Superman and Batman and the the JLA, they're all even, you know, all all those groups, the Outsiders, the Teen Titans, they're all kind of trying to figure out what Kara's or or what or what Supergirl's power is. Like she <laughs> this is a good title for this story. She's <laughs> she's trying to figure out what her limits are and kind of in comparison to Superman because I think everybody's like, "Oh, they're almost the same. You know, what's that going to mean? You have Lex doing all these tests with all the bad guys, trying to figure out uh, what her power level is. And you see Superman and Batman comparing theories. <laughs> and so I think it's what really surprised me right off the bat when I read this was that they were all like, you know, she might be power more powerful than Superman. She's yeah. she's flying faster than him. And there's, there's something weird about that that, you know, we thought Superman was the... the the, the big powerful guy but i don't know there's something about this this girl this supergirl that that's kind of surprising everybody and i thought that was really interesting because even batman thinks ah i think she's surpassing superman a little bit and that i think that sort of concerns all of them because they don't know how to handle that yeah and and i actually love how they resolve that in this that you know basically it's like she's a child who's been given a weapon you know, like she's so she has this, you know, it's like giving a five year old a machine gun. And it's like, you know, that five year old can take you out. But it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They don't have the maturity to like know what they're doing with right. the power that they have. And it's like you have to take the gun away from them so that they don't hurt themselves or anybody else. Yeah. Um, and, and the cool thing to me was that even though they are very hesitant and skeptical about what's going on, they're letting her go out on these missions to try to help and even letting her go on her own. Like Superman wants to jump in there and help her, but he's he's trying to do what he can to kind of let her handle things. And and she she's she handles an incident at the Hoover Dam and she takes care of some terrorists at the Eiffel Tower. So she's she's not only doing things on her own, she's kind of doing international things, which I thought was really cool that they're letting her venture out and trying to help the world instead of just keeping her in a little box. I have to say, though, that um, and I don't know if this will get me in trouble with some people, but I wasn't necessarily crazy about the writing in this. Mm. Um, obviously, Jeff Loeb is, you know, huge. Um, so anything I say is not going to hurt him. So I'm just going to be honest. Um, <laughs> That's OK. It's OK to dislike something. You know, hey, but um. As much as I hate being a negative Nelly, um, my no, my, I, my rule is that if you dislike something, at least have a reason for it. So, yeah. So as long yeah. as you explain yourself, I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's true. Um, and obviously, he's he's you know created a jillion other things, but I don't know for some reason I wasn't crazy about Supergirl's voice in this. Hmm. Um, like I got what you know what they were trying to do, which is you know kind of. Uh, balance the good side of her and the evil side of her and and she's she's doing a lot of struggling and and they want to capture that and the fact that she is so young and all of that but a lot of the the both the thought bubbles uh, the um the oh what do you call those i'm so horrible like um, inner monologue yeah yeah like the the boxes with her monologue with her thoughts in them both that and the dialogue sounded like it was telling us what we needed to know, but it wasn't really her voice. It was mm. just like, and I'm going through, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through this, and now I'm doing this, and all of them are doing this. But it's like it wasn't really a character voice. It was more like 
the reader needs to know this, so we're <laughs> right. going to tell the reader this. So that kind of threw me off a little bit, and I thought that uh, it's like I knew th- what they were trying to accomplish with Kara, but I didn't feel that. Um, I, I, for some reason, her voice was missing for me here. And also she she was really uh, – I mean, you know, obviously the moral is that she is all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. That she uh, – she is the good side and the bad side, as we all are. None of us is perfect. We all have that black kryptonite side of us that's you know could pop up at any moment and try to right. you know beat somebody up. <laughs> but uh, so I get that, but for some reason it didn't like it didn't gel for me. I, I don't know how be- how to explain that better, but I am going to try to find an example uh, while you tell me your opinion of the writing. <laughs> no, I I would um, would agree with that, that there are some instances in the book that are very exposition heavy in that it doesn't s- seem like it's Kara's real feelings. Like I thought the, the previous book, I think, did a better job of having her in her voice kind of showing, oh, she's scared and she's uh, confused. But this book, it was it was a little more difficult Um, And my problem with the writing in this book, which was really actually kind of made me mad because (laughs) because I love to translate the Kryptonese because they have have the key in the back of the book and you can go in there and kind of figure it out. And so the the history, you know, buff in me is like, oh, this is sort of like, you know, hieroglyphics. You know, this is this is fun. I get to translate this foreign language. And so I do that every time there's a panel of that Kryptonese language. I'm like, okay, all right, so this is, this is K, this is A, you know. And there's one bit of it in the book where uh, Dark Supergirl says to Lex, yes, freed at last, Lex. You just made the biggest mistake of what's left of your life. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's great. That's good stuff. I'm, I'm glad I went through and translated this and spent like, you know, five to ten minutes of my day doing this. And then, and then, and then, when you flip the page, it says it in English. I was so mad. You are the biggest nerd that you're getting mad about this. Can I just tell you? I I am a huge nerd, and I I know you 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 have a a more literary uh, reason to be upset with this book. Um, Yeah, and I have a more. I can't believe. You just did it for me when I spent all this time doing this. You could have at least had that because some of the other times when the translation was in there, it would add something to the story. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, Kara's talking about how scared she is and she wants to talk to her father. Oh, that's that's great character stuff. Well, don't don't, you know, people who um, want to write stuff in different languages please at least make it worth my time for yeah. me to sit down there and translate <laughs> it. Don't do it for me uh, because that's just a huge waste of my time. So that was my big beef with this story. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and it, and it, and it's true what you say about um, how the – now, somebody has to let us know, um, is it Kryptonese or Kryptonian? The, the books, the Jeff Loeb books, I believe, refer to it as Kryptonese. Hmm. Which I've always thought it was Kryptonian. Uh, but let me even, um, it says, yeah, I'm like, what would be, what would be correct grammar wise since we're getting nerdy about words? Yeah. It Um, says Kryptonian alphabet, but I swear I've read Kryptonese. So somebody, uh, can chime in and let us know what the, uh, the actual definition of the language is, the actual name of it. But actually I did think that the, uh, that the language stuff was handled a lot better in the, um, 
in the uh, Superman Batman story because you're right. They were an extra. It, it wasn't stuff that we needed to know what she was saying, but if you did, it added depth to the character. And it was cool that in her own voice, she's speaking her native language. Right. Um, so that that did add a lot to it. But um And there were some but, times in this story where it did do that. Like when she's talk when the dark supergirl is talking to Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman and Supergirl, she says, How like your father, Kal-El, you arrogant buffoon. Like she she calls him names and I thought that was awesome. And she even says, I'm so going to enjoy killing you. Like that kind of stuff <laughs> was fine, but the whole like turning the page and then they translated it for me, uh Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah, I mean, since we're we're bringing her up, uh, let's talk about Dark Supergirl. Um, now, do you think that that actually that level of darkness actually exists in Kara? Well, the Dark Supergirl seems to think so, and I guess any villain would say, would say that. And even even another villain, you know, Lex says to Supergirl, "Every one of us has a blackness within us. We can pretend like your Boy Scout cousin." that we don't fall prey to the sins of the flesh and power, but you're not him, are you? So I think that Lex makes the point that everybody has some sort of blackness, like you were saying, some sort of darkness within us. And from what I understood from the story was that the dark Supergirl was trying to convince Supergirl that she did have like a blackness within her because of why she was sent to Earth, that her father, Zor-El, put her in the ship oh, with, yeah. with a mission to send her to Earth to try to find baby Kal-El and kill him. So that's kind of her justification. Whether or not that was true, I couldn't totally determine that. I'd, I I was a little confused as to whether that was the actual case. Like, um, I think there have been other stories where that's been the premise that Supergirl is put in the ship to go and, and kill uh, Kal-El. But I couldn't determine if that was the real truth or if that was just what dark Supergirl was trying to convince her of. Yeah. I, I, I think the second one, I think, um, uh, and yeah, there might be some other, uh, Superman stories and Supergirl stories where, where they use that as a true thing. And like, what if this actually did happen this way? What does that mean? But as I was reading this in power, I, I just couldn't help but be like, Really, Dark Supergirl? Like, that's that's the story you're making up? Like, that's what you're going with? It's Like, it just seemed like such a lie that right. it wasn't even worth considering. Like, just And even down to the way it was drawn, like, you know, having, you know, Supergirl's father look so evil. Like, so evil. It was like, come on. Like, yeah, and it was super creepy where, like, the the Kara in that, in that uh, flashback was completely naked and her father oh, was, yeah, like, and putting he's like, her... <laughs> Yeah, that was super <laughs> creepy. Like, it was really creepy. It's like, I hate to say this, but you have to be naked. I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? What is going on? Um, yeah, I just, it was such a lie. I, I kind of wanted to just laugh in her face. <laughs> but I think she preyed on Supergirl's concern about what was happening with her powers because she's she's sort of infecting all of the other uh, Kryptonian folks like Superboy and Power Girl and yeah. and and she's having an effect on them so I think she starts to question who she is and what she's doing with her powers and I think the dark Supergirl just capitalizes on that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And 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 she, honestly she was a great um a great foil for Kara too. Like it, it was really interesting to watch, you know, her battle herself and kind of deal with her insecurities in a really physical way. 
And also, you know, Dark Supergirl got some great lines and she got some great snark in and, you know, she just kind of got to, you know, kick the crap out of people and not feel bad about it, which was, which is kind of a refreshing change. Like, obviously we want Kara to have a conscience. She's, you know, she's a good girl and she wants to help people and we know this and that's why we love her. But sometimes it's fun to like have the doppelganger be the villain and (laughs) watch her just not care at all. Yeah, this is actually... And I think I mentioned it on a previous episode of our podcast that my favorite stories are when the Supergirl, the character, has to go up against herself. And I think that's what uh, makes the the dark Supergirl such a a good foil is that she's having to deal with her emotional side. It's not just her physicality. It's it's like having to deal with who she is. And I like that. I like that aspect of this story. And yeah, when you were talking about uh, how she had some great lines, she even uh, snarks with Lex because the dark Supergirl goes up against Lex Luthor and she says, you know what, Lex? I'm your doomsday. I was like, hey, (laughs) all right. She's really talking some trash there. And she even has like a John Locke from Lost line. She's like, don't tell me what I can't do. What I can't do. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. I was like, yes, Locke is back in the body of, (laughs) Dark Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was actually uh, pretty funny. Yeah, no, that was amazing. Um, and one of the things that made, um, you know, her battling herself in this story so interesting is that it really made me realize that Supergirl as a character is more interesting than Superman is. <laughs> oh, how um, so? Like, I, I just, the stuff that she's dealing with and the baggage that she kind of comes with, it's like, yes, Superman you know, sent from Krypton, he's, you know, he knows his his planet is done, he comes to Earth, he has foster parents raise him, he becomes Superman, but it all kind of happens very, in a very nice way, you know, for, like, he really doesn't have any trouble until he starts dealing with villains, hmm. um, whereas, you know, Supergirl is kind of thrown into this mess, so many accidents happen, so many things happen to kind of shape her, like she's just dealing with more stuff and and there's more complex things going on. And so for her to be dealing with the dark side makes sense because a lot of people would have reason, would find reason to, you know, be upset that like, hey, I was sent on this mission and it went horribly wrong. That, that would, you know, that's enough to be pissed off, you know, like, like I got cheated out of my life. I got cheated out of, you know, aging like a normal person. I didn't get to do what I was sent here to do. I'm lost. I'm by myself. My planet's gone. And everybody here hates me and is suspicious of me. And, <laughs> you know, it's just this long list of things that she has to go through and deal with. And I'm like, yeah, I like that there's so much meat to her. And it's really kind of a shame that, um, I mean, obviously she she has this title. She's been, you know, prominent in a lot of other books. But it's kind of a shame that she doesn't get as as much attention as Superman does when there's just so much to her that that could be explored and that could be really, really interesting. Yeah, she definitely has a lot more flaws because she can explore more of the darkness within her and she does have a lot of problems. She does make a lot of mistakes. And so I would agree with you in that, that she's more interesting because she has more of a, a a physical and emotional thing that's going on, especially in this book. Uh, and, and they sort of touch on the differences between Superman and Supergirl in, in how, you know, the, the physical is that she is exposed to the yellow sun, uh, 
long before longer she, long before she gets to Earth. So that's why she might appear to be more powerful than Superman. And and you know, Batman thinks that the difference is in their upbringing because Kara doesn't know her limits, so she doesn't hold them in check as as much as Clark would, as much as Kal El would. So I think that there is something to be said about how different she is from Superman and. There are instances where Superman has that kind of stuff, too, where he might go up against Bizarro or uh, some version of himself. Like, I know they did it on Smallville a lot where he would you know, get uh, affected by red kryptonite and he would act out and, and do things that he wouldn't normally do. So there are those elements to him as well. But I think you see it in a more... Uh, fascinating way with with Kara because she uh, has so many different parts to her story. Yeah. And, and you know, I do want to take that back because really with Superman, it's all, you know, like anything else, it's all in the writing. Um, and I feel like not enough writers kind of, you know, it, in the interest of keeping Superman this kind of pure hero, I feel like not enough writers kind of delve into the things that would make him not just sad but upset um as far as you know the the life he gets to have and the life that he doesn't get to have because of it right um and and they kind of touch on it with you know Lois and they touch on it with you know small things here and there um and yeah maybe one time you know one or two times he'll have like the red kryptonite affect him in a way that allows him to lash out but yeah I just uh I'm a big fan of watching characters deal with their flaws too um, cuz that makes their their heroism seem more awesome when they can find it in themselves to still be a hero even after all that. Yeah, cuz it's definitely more of a choice. Like I feel with Supergirl she overcomes all of these problems that she's causing and the the guilt she feels and um, all the the things that happen to her, she overcomes it and decides, "No, I'm going to make a choice to uh, to be a hero and to defeat the darkness in me. And I think that makes, it definitely makes her a stronger character. Yeah. Well, now I, I would love to talk about, um, because, you know, we have Superman and he's obviously an old fogey to her. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about her and her interactions with uh, Superboy in this uh, story arc and uh, Power Girl and the Teen Titans for that matter. Um, dealing with uh, people kind of closer to her own age two of whom uh, have similar powers to her. Yeah, I, I like the idea that Kara slash Supergirl tries to reach out to people who she thinks will identify with her struggle and her problems. And so she goes to, to find Power Girl and, to, and she gets approached by Superboy, who's not very happy with her. <laughs> um, but the, the really interesting thing is that she affects them physically, that she makes them go crazy. <laughs> they, they go yeah. out of a little out of control uh, with a power overload um, by being around Kara. The Caribbean says, you know, she thinks they're allergic to each other, which is kind of sad because of all the people that she could connect with, she's not helping them. She's sort of making things worse for them. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I like that Supergirl tries to reach out and befriend Power Girl because they do have a lot in common. They have a lot of the same powers. They are both, quote, cousins of Superman, even though that's kind of a, a hazy thing. And I was very intrigued by this, that uh, Power Girl says that she, um, they talk about the cousin stuff. And Power Girl says that that's important to her. And 
Supergirl says, well, no, that's not important to me. And as she, you know, she doesn't put that identification of herself as being Superman's cousin. She wants to be her own person, but Power Girl feels differently about that. So I thought that was really interesting because I don't, I don't know a ton about Power Girl, uh, but yeah, I haven't read her at all. Yeah, but uh, and I think that's part of it because I don't like her costume and the way she's drawn. Uh, I'm <laughs> oh, very... that that was actually something that uh, I thought was interesting. And one of the things I kind of didn't like, uh, there was a lot of like meta commenting in this particular story arc, like uh, characters saying things that the reader is probably thinking, like. Um, you know, I forget if it was Wonder Girl. No, it was. Um, I think you're thinking about Star Girl's Star Girl. Comment, her, yes, her there she's comment. like yeah. she's like you, but with you know a bigger chest. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't much care for that. <laughs> I was like, oh come on, like, like your girls, you get like you know whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It was just it's, it was weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was uh, some other like meta commenting as far as like, you know, when she and we'll talk about the outsiders in a second. But like when Supergirl is fighting the outsiders and uh, Grace says to her, you know, what are you a size negative zero? Like oh, look yeah. at that outfit, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, OK, I get it. She's showing midriff. Like <laughs> I don't know if they'd spend time talking about this like in the middle of a fight, but <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's a little silly. But yeah, I, I think Power Girl, I think – maybe wants to connect with Supergirl too, but she's sort of like everybody really skeptical of the powers and not knowing how to be around Supergirl. And she even senses a darkness within her. So I think, I think it's cool that Supergirl tries to reach out and befriend her because she wants friends, but it's really sad because power girl kind of backs off because she doesn't know how to handle her. And actually I really, uh, cause it is sad that, you know, Kara can't go to these people that she, uh, would have the closest connection to or should. But I do like her interaction with Superboy as far as, um, you know, because Superboy is at this point dealing with a lot of the same stuff that she is as far as dealing with his dark side. And the Teen Titans, you know, uh, checking in on him after he's just tried to kill them. Yeah. Um, so As it's you like, would. <laughs> you know, it's like, you you know. <laughs> and I love that, um, uh, oh, I forget who says it. The team leader. Is it Cyclops? Uh, Cyborg. Cyborg, sorry. I'm like, Cyclops is the X-Men. Wrong comic, wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. publisher. <laughs> um, but yeah, where he says, as leader of the Teen Titans, I need to check on you. And you're still a Titan. Like it or not, you know, it's like whether he likes it or not or Superboy likes it or not, he's got to, you know, kind of look in on him, despite the fact that he just put them in danger. But I do love that uh, these characters are forced to interact when they're both kind of putting people they care about in and extreme danger. And this is one of those cases where it wasn't so much, uh, I, I liked their emotional stuff and the character stuff they were going through, but I also really loved the art and the way that yes. they were, in the way they were drawn in their fights. Like the, there's a bunch of uh, pages throughout the book where, uh, especially that one with uh, Supergirl going up against Power Girl, where it's just the two of them on the page and their capes are flowing. And I love all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. I, I got really excited with the dueling heat vision with yeah. Supergirl and Superboy. I was like, that is pretty awesome. I don't think I've ever seen this go down in a comic before. So I really enjoyed that. Though I was I was uncomfortable with Supergirl breaking Superboy's jaw and then putting yeah. it back in place. I was like, ah, I, I'm, I'm not good with that kind of stuff. I've dislocated my shoulder four times in oh, my geez. life. 
And so anytime something has to get popped back into place, I'm like, oh, this is not fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, I agree with you. The art is, is kind of beautiful in those, those big splashes, yeah. um, especially, um, those two page spreads are really great. Um, I also love, I just opened up now to the, the first glimpse we have of all of the Teen Titans and that's a great shot too. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, everybody kind of caught up in like Raven's cape in the background. It looks beautiful. I even, um, I even really love, this has nothing to do with Superboy or Super or or Power Girl or Supergirl, uh, but there's a couple of panels within the story where um, there's one specifically where it's like Batman and uh, the, the calculator. I think Noah, what's his name? Lex's little henchman guy. And oh, yeah. they, they have sort of like a split down the middle where it's Batman and that guy and it's, they're sort of uh, melded together. I really like that. And then they did something like that again where uh, you see Clayface coming through the wall and it's like half of him is Batgirl and half of him is Clayface. And I was like, ah, I like that. I like that stuff. Yeah. Visually, it's very cool. Definitely. Um, oh. <laughs> as long as we're going to be, you know, talking about the Teen Titans, can we talk about Kara's crush on Nightwing for a second? I would and how love to. adorable that was. Because I wasn't expecting any kind of a love interest. Like everything was so intense up until that point right. that I, it, it really kind of came out of the blue in a good way that like all of a sudden she's been through all this stuff, you know, Nightwing shows up and she's like, ah, like <laughs> just kind of staring at him. And I love the effect of the, the word bubbles in those two panels where she's kind of staring at him and the words kind of fade out. Um, like he's talking to her about, you know, very practical things. And she's like, I'm not listening to a word you're saying because you're hot. That's so funny. Uh, I was wondering if that was just in my copy. No, no. That's okay. Totally that's, on purpose. That makes that way better to know that that was an <laughs> intentional part of what they were doing. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't just somebody like handling that page too many times and like fading out the. <laughs> I, I thought that was just my used copy of the book. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. No, no, that's that's totally, and I think she says something about the words too. So this is what like you know ma made me realize that was on purpose. Right. Um, but I do love that in the midst of of all of this, uh, we see that it's not just her dark feelings that are out of control. There's also the the very relatable. Um, teenage crush feelings that are also out of control. And then she, you know, in a moment of trying to thank Night Nightwing, uh, kisses him. <laughs> she just jumps up and is like, thank you so much, smooches him on the face. And, uh, and then in the next panel is like, why was I such an idiot? Yeah. That did seem to be very teenager-y, I thought. And, you know, I can't blame her. I, I actually have... You know, I've heard people talk about their, like, animation crushes. Mm -hmm. Well, I have one on Nightwing from Young Justice. I don't know if you've seen any episodes from that series. But oh. I, I love that Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I really, when I saw her do that in the book, I was like, well, I can't blame her. Um, and I think she even says something like, well, I might not have another chance to do this or whatever. And so she just kind of <laughs> yes. takes the she opportunity. Yeah, she went for it. So who can blame her? Which, you know, I, I give her... So many props for that because <laughs> too many girls wait to be asked out. And she's like, you know what? I like you, Nightwing, <laughs> even though you're way too old for me. Um, and then I love that he mentions that. He's like, she's 15. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, not going there. And I like that Supergirl realizes how 
you know, like many other versions of Supergirl, she acted very impulsively. And she sort of realizes that after she after she kisses him and when she is approached by Starfire, she's like, look, I'm sorry. I know he's your boyfriend. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that she sort of took responsibility for what, you know, for her actions. Now, real quick, let's uh, – I do want to talk about uh, the Outsiders and Lex Luthor specifically and Kara's interaction uh, with them. Because, again, you know, the the Outsiders I just love because I'm a big fan of kind of girl-on-girl hero-villain fights. Um, I'm realizing that seems to be a, a thing for me. I, I, I love when it's like women can be a straight-up evil and, and can kick as much booty as any male villain can. Sure. Um, but then, like, you know, there there also was that snark that I wasn't crazy about because it's like it, it wasn't sure if it was trying to be like Spider-Man bantery or if it was trying to be, you know, a more serious kind of fight. And I feel like the tone got a little bit lost there because it's like on the one hand, they're really doing some damage to, to Kara. And on the other hand, they're like talking about her outfit and they're <laughs> talking about her whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. What did you think? Well, I mean, I liked it. I liked the idea that it would have taken a lot of them to try to take her down because they talk throughout the whole story about how powerful she is and how she might be stronger than Superman. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's realistic to see all of them try to have to take her down and use all of their different skills to do that. And I really, since we were talking about Nightwing, I love that he is the one who comes in and puts an end to it because he is their leader and he should be the one to say, all right, guys, we got to stop this because yeah. this isn't accomplishing anything. So I, I like that a lot. And I have to say, I love once, uh, you know, because they, they have her bound with um, with uh, kryptonite. And I love that once she, she finally breaks out of that and she starts kind of taking on the outsiders one by one, that she's really, she's not just using her strength, she's using her brain, uh, especially with, um, what's her name, Thunder? Yes. Where she like she um, uses her heat vision to kind of cut a circle around her, and since Thunder is so dense, like physically dense, not mentally, although she kind of is mentally <laughs> dense too. But like, so Supergirl like kind of pounds her into the ground, and Thunder is like, "That's it. That didn't even hurt." And she's like, "That wasn't what was going to get you. This is." And then the hole she cut kind of falls out from under her, and you know she goes, you know, falling into a big hole. And I really liked that a lot, that she was she was strategizing as well as just hitting things in the face. Oh, totally. I liked at the end when all of the chaos happens, the big fight happens, and she kisses Nightwing and all that happens. And when she leaves, I enjoyed the message that she leaves for them. Uh, she writes, I'm sorry with her, I, with I'm assuming yes. her heat vision. She, mm-hmm. I think she feels so guilty that she's making everybody like turn on her and, and she's not meaning to hurt anyone. And she's kind of, I, I think, scaring all of these superpowered, skilled people. And yeah. I, I liked that kind of compassionate side of Kara coming out. You were talking about how you liked her smarts in that, in that moment. Uh, I liked her, her, um, looking out for other people and kind of trying to think outside of herself mm-hmm. in, in her interaction with the outsiders. Yeah. And talking about the art, that was such a beautiful image too. Um, the, I'm sorry. Like it, it just, it really, it, it looked beautiful, even though it's like, you know, kind of carved in right. metal with fire. Um, it was just really well done. And I know I said before that uh, I didn't, I wasn't really thrilled with kind of like the, 
the uneven tone uh, between banter and kind of a more serious fight. But one of the lines I did like was, um, you know, kind of <laughs> when Supergirl is kind of thinking about them one by one and she's talking to yeah, or she's thinking about Thunder, for example, and she says something like, you know, Thunder, that name doesn't even make any sense. Does she <laughs> shoot Thunder? No. Does she make a thundering noise? No. Like, her dad's, like, black lightning. That makes sense. He's black <laughs> and he shoots lightning. Like right. <laughs> but, like, Thunder makes zero sense. <laughs> um, and I thought that was really great and and a funny you know that that was one of those things that i thought worked that makes her such a well-rounded character that she has an emotional arc that she goes through she's physically strong she uh she has ways for the audience to kind of connect with her she cares about other people and she also has a sense of humor so she's kind of the total package and i thought it was interesting too that she was dealing with especially after having dealt with dark side in the last uh in the superman batman story um, dealing with Lex Luthor now, who is, you know, Superman's nemesis. And she approaches it with that level of respect. Like, she knows. Like, as she's approaching him, she's like, I've heard, you know, that he's brilliant and that he's evil and that he will, you know, stop at nothing. And I know this. And she, I think really for the first time, we see her kind of not flying in half cocked, you know. She she kind of she might have started that way, but then once she's actually going to approach him, she kind of takes it more seriously and she realizes within the first, uh, you know, couple of minutes of their their fight and their interaction that she's out of her league a little bit. Oh, yeah. She even has flashbacks of, uh, and she even thinks about Superman's fight with Doomsday. She uh, sort of has this thing that, oh, what if this is, what if this is my day that I'm going to die? Like she even has, like you were saying, that respect that she sees him as a real threat. He's not, he's not just this human, this brilliant human man. He is a guy that she should fear. Yeah. And uh, I think even when Superman talks to her about, oh, you've been studying the Oracle files. Well, she's been doing her homework on these different places and these different people, these uh, different groups of people but there are some things that Lex catches her off guard with, like the green and red, blue and black kryptonite. Those are things mm-hmm. I don't think she was expecting. And he's kind of had the advantage over her because he's been watching her. He's been testing her. And uh, she he ha- even has the suit that maybe she wasn't prepared for. So mm-hmm. I think there um, there is a level of respect there. I think that's a great way to put that. And, and I think she sees him as a real enemy that, could really take her down yeah and actually that's that's something that i i just thought about as like a a kind of running theme um you know in in a lot of these stories is that superpowers are great but intelligence and creativity and kind of being able to approach a problem uh using strategy um is also its own superpower like we see you know Kara using it we see that Lex is a threat because he has information and he's done research he's not stronger than them but he's smarter and he gets more prepared um you know Batman uses his brain mostly i mean he he's obviously not a powered being but he's become Batman because of his knowledge and his detective skills and his strategy and his training so i kind of like that 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 supergirl kind of brings that home, that balance between uh, what you can do with your physical superpowers and what you can do with uh, the rest of you. You know, your kindness, your intelligence, your bravery, all of that comes into play when being a hero. And we even see 
that Lex uses all those things to take her. I mean, he does take her down. He brings the yeah. dark Supergirl out of her, and that becomes a whole <laughs> mess of all chaos. Right. But yeah, so it, she has to be on her toes to go up against people uh, like that. Yeah. Um, no, this was a great. Like, if if we're gonna see a first um, uh, a first adventure for her and her own, you know, book after she's coming back uh, post crisis, this is a kind of a great introduction to her. Um, she's dealing with herself. She's dealing with her cousin's, you know, greatest nemesis, and she she's figuring out who she is as she is evolving as a hero. So. I might have had a little bit of trouble with the dialogue and certain aspects of the writing, but I think the the best thing about this comic overall is that it chose a really strong story to tell. And, you know, it, it allowed us to see different facets of Kara and really explore them uh, in an interesting way. Uh, yeah, and I liked that not only did we get to spend time with Kara, we got to spend time with the people who were getting to know Kara. So it was like all of these other different groups were trying to feel her out and, and see what, what was going on with her. And I think in some ways I, I, I identified with, you know, the JSA and the JLA and the outsiders and the teen Titans, because they were all trying to figure out her out just like I was. So mm. I, I like that we get to sort of, uh, have uh, a voice of the audience with all these different groups of people trying to get to know Supergirl. Yeah, that's actually a really great point, and, and it's very true, especially since it is her introduction, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I think that is uh, all we've got this week for uh, Supergirl Power uh, by Jeff Loeb, and um, we're going to be continuing on with this version of Supergirl uh, in upcoming episodes. But for right now, let's get on to some uh, listener feedback. Ange sent us an email about Superman Batman Apocalypse and commented on the fight sequences saying, The movie has some of the best choreographed fight scenes in any DCAU film. The Diana Barta fight against the Furies is just fantastic. And Ange also says, And Kara actually seems to have the upper hand against Darkseid by using a stick and move fighting style. It's only when she gets in close that she loses. The sentiment with that fight is perfect and makes the movie rise a little bit above the book for me. She was fighting to be her own person and would rather die than be Darkseid's slave. And Ange says, that is wonderful. And I, I would agree. I think that, um, like you said, fighting to be her own person. I like the way you put that, Ange. Uh, but yeah, I think that is where the, the movie sort of uh, has an edge over the comic is that it actually pits Supergirl against Darkseid. Well, we also got an email from a listener by the name of Jared the Jaw, who writes, I hope you talk about the Superman Unbound animated movie. And it just so happens that we are going to be talking about that. So uh, sit tight and keep listening because uh, we're going to be getting to that in a future episode. Yeah, that's a great movie. So I look forward to discussing it. Well, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash supergirlradio. You can follow us on Twitter at supergirlradio. You can check out our exclusive pictures over at Instagram at instagram.com slash supergirlradio. And we are also available on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you have time, we encourage you to rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Special thanks to RamNCC1996 and Gret Yoper for writing us reviews on iTunes. You can find me on the internet uh, at my blog, The Teresa Giacino Experience, um, which is teresagiacino.wordpress.com. 
Um, and if you go to that, you can get to all of my other, you know, places on the internet. You can get to my Facebook and get to my Twitter, which is just at Teresa Giacino. Um, you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Teresa Giacino. And you can find me at the Mary Sue at the Mary Sue.com. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Derby Kid, D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D, and watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. Uh, and now join us uh, next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Supergirl's initiation to Justice League Unlimited. Till then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Teresa Giacino. And we've heard it said... The truth is what we discover every day. Not just about ourselves, but within everyone. Everyone.